This truly is a user-driven organization that every event we plan starts with a blank slate. And uh, we've got a conference coming up uh, next year and I've got a blank bulletin board beside me. And so we uh, offer a call for presentations and the presentations come pouring in and we create a schedule and we have a terrific conference. Welcome to another episode of Meditech Podcasts, where the leader in healthcare technology empowering you to be a more informed healthcare consumer and provider. Hear the latest from our friends and colleagues in the US, Canada, and abroad on topics we think you should know about. Today, I'm happy to welcome Alan Sherbinen, CEO of Muse. The medical users software exchange Muse is a community of Meditech users and related professionals who come together to learn and share their knowledge and experience. We'll hear how Muse has developed into what it is today, providing quality learning and sharing opportunities to over 5,000 members. We'll also learn about some current initiatives for members and discuss some exciting upcoming networking opportunities. Welcome, Alan. Glad to have you join me today. Thank you, Christine. I appreciate the invitation. So first, I'd like to share with our listeners that 2023 marks a huge milestone for Muse, your 40th anniversary. Congratulations. So with that said, let's start with a brief history of Muse and how and when you became interested in leading this organization. Thanks, Christine. I thought we agreed that I didn't want to discuss Muse. I'm kidding. Of course, (laughs) we'll discuss it. Interestingly enough, Muse was formed in 1983, which is uh, 40 years ago, according to my math, and uh, it was started by representatives from four of Meditech's earliest customers. It was Faulkner Hospital, Brockton Hospital, Cape Cod Hospital, and Holyoke Hospital, all in your neighborhood there. And they believed that Meditech users should be sharing their successes and the issues they were having. So they planned and staged a meeting at the Boston Long Wharf Hotel, and there were 30 people in attendance at that first meeting, including some Canadians. I think uh, Hamilton, Ontario was one of your customers, and uh, some folks came down for that meeting. And now it is 40 years later, so our mission remains the same. We're offering networking and educational opportunities to the Meditech users. Always amazing to hear the journeys of some of these organizations and in, in where they began. So continuing with Muse's journey, how has the organization grown to what it is today? It's interesting when I've been asked about the history, I'm sometimes embarrassed to say that uh, nothing's changed. You know, for 40 years, we've been putting people in a room together so that they can network. And then I think, well, we've been putting people in a room together for 40 years so that they can uh, talk about, uh, you know, lessons learned and uh, best practices and sharing their solutions. So that's something to be proud of for 40 years. But that's not to say there have been zero changes. There's certainly been changes in our uh, delivery methods. We've got uh, virtual options now. We have many more events. We have many more topics. And uh, we're much more of a year-round organization than we were initially. In those olden days, it was just uh, an annual conference. and, uh, And that was it. But now we've certainly changed. I guess one of the most significant changes is to our uh, website. It's improved tremendously since 1983. And uh, it's very active forum on there now, very engaging, lots of users. And the advantage of that, of course, is the uh, ongoing networking opportunities that are time zone independent. And and so we've got people from uh, the Canada and the US and uh, some of our international users participating. 
We've still got a, a strong membership base, uh, over 600 hospitals and over uh, 100 vendor members. And uh, of course, we've uh, always had a dedicated group of eager volunteers, and that includes our board of directors and committee members. And, uh, and of course, the staff that has changed. You know, I started with Muse in uh, 1999, and I was the first hire of the organization. At that time, the, uh, the board of directors felt that it was too much to manage an organization of this size just with volunteers. And so uh, I uh, was lucky enough to be selected for that position and set up a home-based office and continue on. And now we've got uh, three other staff members, but uh, we're still considered a small staff association and we do uh, an awful lot with that uh, core group. I think uh, the other thing that uh, probably hasn't changed but uh, continues to grow is the networking opportunities. You know, there's a, a real focus on uh, shared solutions and what I realize is that the users through Muse often create their own contacts and uh, their own network of peers. So that's always interesting. And uh, I guess the, uh, the final point, the other value is Meditech's participation. That uh, Meditech has uh, been at all of our events and on our webinars and answering questions and providing support. And uh, that's certainly key to a successful user group. But by now I've forgotten the question, Christine. No, you did perfect. And I can't believe oh. you were employee number one. So congratulations for still being there with the organization and growing throughout these years. So can you elaborate a little bit for us on why joining this user-driven Meditech community users group is unique? Any examples of Muse members coming together to strategize on a common challenge? Coming together to strategize on a common challenge. I actually see that every time I go to the conference when people are trying to find a table at lunch. <laughs> they're uh, strategizing, they're trying to find the best table, they're waving their arms to find their peers. So it's lots of communication. So, so that's always interesting. I guess uh, one of the uh, good examples is uh, we typically have had peer group meetings and uh, years ago it was based on the Meditech modules. So we would set aside a room for the lab users to network and the pharmacy users to network. And uh, that was an awful lot of the, uh, the schedule for the events in those days. And uh, there was one of those meetings and I believe it was the abstracting group. And uh, I popped in to see how they were doing. There was only eight people in the room. And I thought, oh, this isn't going to go well, that uh, you need that critical mass of users to, uh, to really have those in-depth discussions. And so uh, they seem to be doing all right. I went back a half hour later and they put all their chairs into a circle and uh, they're all facing each other and uh, leaning in and, and uh, having good discussions. And then I went back after an hour and uh, they're still talking and it was the end of the day and I went back a half hour after that and they're still talking and I asked if I should order dinner for them. And uh, they just said that they were having a good time sharing their stories. It was interesting that it didn't matter even how many people were in the room that they had that opportunity. But I think uh, when you say user-driven, that really is the key. Um, when someone asks how we put an event together, my stock answer is uh, we find a nice hotel. And uh, that sounds a little bit flippant, but um, I don't offer any education. This truly is a user-driven organization that every event we plan starts with a blank slate. And uh, we've got a conference coming up uh, next year and I've got a blank bulletin board beside me. And so we uh, offer a call for presentations and the presentations come pouring in and we create a schedule and we have a terrific conference. 
but uh, if, if it weren't for the users providing those presentations, there would be no events, there would be no conference and uh, likely no Muse. So it has to be user driven. And I think that's to our success as well, that uh, you know we've been uh, independent all this time and really relied on the users to step up and offer presentations. It's interesting that, um, again, at the conferences, I'm often at the back of the room and listening to presentations and, uh, and uh, more times than not, somebody sitting beside me will lean over watching a presentation and say, uh, you know, we know how to do that. We've got a solution to that. And I poke them and I say, you're supposed to stand up and say that. And they think, oh, I, this is my first Muse conference or you know, we're a small rural hospital and there's no way I could know the answer. And I remind them that uh, everybody's leading at some point. And uh, for this particular issue, it's you that, that, that's uh, leading the organization. So uh, uh, then they often uh, do a presentation. Uh, we pride ourselves on the fact that uh, Muse offers a personal growth opportunity. So there's many people offering their first presentation at the Muse conference and we help them with their PowerPoint slides. and. Uh, we make sure that uh, they're prepared to offer a presentation. So that's all based on the user participation and user driven. And then, you know, just getting back again to the people involved, the board of directors, the presenters uh, who offer a, a presentation is at the events and during webinars, the committee members, the board members, they're all volunteers. They all step up to participate. So if it wasn't user driven, uh, I don't think it would exist. No, that's great. And, and I often think we have such a great base that's doing some tremendous things in the communities, and we just need them to, to amplify their voices and tell their stories. And this obviously is a great platform for them to be able to do that. So what are some of the upcoming networking opportunities for Muse members? And can you share what members can expect from these events? Well, it's interesting that uh, when I'm at a conference, generally, somebody will come up to me and said they just had the, a great session. They were at lunch and they sat down at a table with some strangers and they realized they had similar issues. And so they uh, started talking and exchanged business cards. And uh, they said that was the best session ever. And so I kind of roll my eyes and think, oh, we do so much work to put together a conference schedule and a program. Perhaps we should just have an eight hour buffet and everybody would be happy with that. That's the best networking event. But I think that really defines Muse. There's lots of those lunch hour conversations and hallway conversations, but uh, we do put some things together. We certainly have uh, a lot of webinars. Generally, we've got a, a webinar a week. And uh, over the last couple of years, we were uh, offering 80 to 90 webinars because we had to uh, move to the uh, virtual option because of the pandemic. I'm sure you heard about it. It was in all the papers. And that was one of our uh, most popular uh, uh, webinars was when we had uh, what we call jam sessions on uh, COVID-19. And uh, it was really, again, informal. And the first question is, what's everybody doing? And uh, so there was a great roundtable with uh, more than 200 people on those jam sessions talking about uh, COVID-19 issues, and especially with our audience, the Meditech customers and the Muse members, it's healthcare, and uh, talking about strategy and talking about lessons learned and uh, how they were managing it all. So that was uh, certainly one of our, our prime networking events. We also have uh, community peer group events. Those are typically one-day events where people can drive in and drive out 
and the same goals, just sharing solutions and offering tips and tricks. We've had uh, events in Ontario and uh, there's upcoming ones in Ohio and Kentucky and many more planned on the schedule. We also have an Executive Institute event and that's typically for senior IT executives, the decision makers, the CIOs, and we've got uh, strategic topics for them. That event's uh, often in January, and the, the next event is coming up January 8th to 10th in Southern California. Uh, there's also an opportunity there to meet with Meditech leadership, so we appreciate that. And we also have a, an annual Muse conference, as I've mentioned, and that's typically at the end of May or at the beginning of June. The 2023 conference will be staged June 7th through 10th in Denver. And again, much more of the same, networking and education. There will be 100 plus educational sessions. Uh, Meditech will be there in full force. We offer continuing education credits for nursing and pharmacy. And all of these events are uh, the networking opportunities. Well, that's fantastic. I know that we've kind of did some work with you in that area as well. And we tried every channel to make sure that we were hitting the mark and reaching our customer base. So I applaud you for your efforts there. And you did a fantastic job. And, and as you stated, in the, especially the early days, it was more just getting together with the peers and finding out what was going on in their communities and sharing and exchanging stories. So they also didn't feel that they were just doing this alone. They had a whole network of people behind them. Yeah, thank you. We were pleased with that and pleased that uh, we could offer those programs for the community. So I'm excited about these events along with your 40th anniversary celebrations. Do you have any special stories from the past that you would like to share with us? One of the things I enjoy about the Muse Conference is that it's a uh, family reunion feel to it. We describe it like that, or perhaps a, a giant family wedding, because there's lots of people there from various backgrounds and various places, that, but they all come together for a common objective. And it's fun and it's informal, but there's an awful lot of uh, work gets done and there's a lot of uh, education there. So I, I think what's most interesting is just those small, quick hallway conversations. I like to plant myself in the hallway and people will just come up to me and, and talk about the, a session they were just at and what they learned or that they uh, had participated on a webinar and that they really enjoyed it or that they're looking forward to future events. So all of that's been great. Um, you know, we've certainly had some uh, memorable keynote speakers. Uh, Ross Perot, who passed recently, was one of our speakers, and, and that was interesting. Uh, Dr. Oz, certainly in the news recently, and he was one of our speakers. So uh, it's been enjoyable talking to some of those people. But I think uh, the other part of it is that um, I get uh, some very uh, interesting emails about events. Uh, people will ask me what they should pack in their suitcase. And uh, when we're in Dallas, uh, somebody wanted to know if they should bring their cowboy hat, where we're going to have a Western-themed event there. And uh, I enjoy that because I think uh, people uh, feel uh, that they can ask me those kinds of questions, that they're comfortable enough to ask those questions. And then the other part of it, uh, with uh, just the stories, uh, a lot of it comes out of the evaluations. We have uh, evaluations for all of our events. And for the annual conference, we wade through them all. And there's always interesting questions about uh, the weather, which makes me feel good that uh, they think I can control the weather at the venue. And then uh, there's always cool. things that there's not enough sessions for magic users, not enough sessions for client server users, and then not enough sessions for 6X users. And 
we don't have enough healthy choices for breakfast and there's too many sessions and the days are too long and the days are too short. And so uh, we read through all of that and realize that we've just got the perfect level of dissatisfied customer. So uh, that, that makes me feel good too, that uh, we're just meeting the mark with everybody. Well, Alan, we have our own functions here at Meditech, and I have to say I'm also one of those readers of the survey, and I always think it's a great conference when everything boils back to the food or the beverages, so I have to say kudos to you if, if that's what you're hearing, and uh, nice with the, the cowboy hat, so you'll have to give us some tips of what to bring to, to Denver in June. Yeah, I'll check my inbox and uh, send you the top 10 questions that have come in about Denver. That'd be a great social media. Good idea. Yes. So Alan, I always end the podcast with a personal or fun question. And this is Alan, you know, head of Muse, been there, number one employee. So people want to know, what have you been up to? Really? That's really what people want to know? Absolutely. Well, it's interesting, Christine, that uh, when you run into somebody you haven't seen for a long time, and for me, it happens regularly because we've got an annual conference and I see an awful lot of people once a year and they always say, what have you been up to? And I think, oh boy, I wish I had a better story. You know, I should be saying that, uh, you know, you realize that uh, I climbed K2 this last year. And so there was an awful lot of uh, preparation and training and, uh, and so we, uh, it was a real challenge and it was very rewarding. But, you know, the sad true answer is that my wife and I just finished watching Peaky Blinders for the third time. And that doesn't sound like much of an answer. So uh, we generally, um, my wife and I walk the dogs. That keeps us busy. We uh, certainly continue to work when uh, I've got lots of Muse responsibilities that uh, keeps me interested. And uh, we've got uh, four grandkids now, and um, that certainly uh, keeps us busy. I spend an awful lot of time with them, and uh, that's what I'm up to. Wonderful. Well, thank you very much for joining us today, Alan. We look forward to 2023, and congratulations again on your 40th anniversary. That's great. I appreciate this opportunity. Thanks for tuning in. Stay informed and subscribe to Meditech Podcasts and be sure to check out our resource page for links from this episode. We'll talk to you next time.